0: Hello and welcome to Side Dish, your podcast about Longmont, all the stuff you <laughs> want to know and very little that you need to know. I am Eric Zempa. And I am Brady Steffel. And as Brady makes fun of me, as I am uh, you know, maneuvering <laughs> the computer as always.
1: I mean, you I guys always, always hear the seamless transition as we move from not recording into recording. But Eric, very many times will
0: restart the song over and over and over again. I know, exactly. It's always fun. And you were making fun of me for making yesterday's coffee today. So. I
1: cannot believe, like, you, you make your own beans, and I cannot believe that you reuse them. What? <laughs> God, this is terrible.
0: Okay, so let me be clear with the listeners. What I did is, is I had coffee, of course, this morning, and I, um, hang on, I got to cut out this music here. It's in my ear. Um, so I had coffee this morning, of course, and it was delightful, and then I rushed in here to get on the... Podcast and have the podcast with Brady and I thought I'm just going to throw some water in the coffee maker and make more coffee. So what the All hell, right. you know, six you hours later, first, why folks,
1: not, You heard it here first, folks. Uh, and it's Eric, kind of bad. I just Eric really
0: needs your donations to keep
1: this thing on the air. Look, <laughs> look <laughs> this depression era. <laughs> Don't give us any money. Give it to somebody. You just fallacies. Give it He's giving somebody else. Exactly. exactly. Uh. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah, I. I was about to go make some coffee, but that put me up to like four for the
0: day. And I'm like, you know.
1: Yeah, man, no, I need,
0: I need some more coffee, but that's for sure. Um, like, so the – Yeah, go ahead. Good. No, no, yeah, no. no. Just gonna talk I was going to say, how was, how was your weekend? You know, how were how uh, are did we do
1: this weekend? Man, uh, well, I mean, we're back to red, right? Yeah. So what do you do? Yeah, exactly. We're talking about where to order groceries from at this point. Yeah. Because apparently one in 40, one in 49, one in 50 is contagious right now in Colorado yeah people it's crazy just not just yeah. these random things but you it's know. like well you know what i'll just probably stay home i'm probably just not going anywhere so uh kelsey has off uh which is cool she's nice. week off Nice. yeah burning vacation and so uh this weekend uh we we drank some yeah yeah vacation
0: some uh, water God, are was... you do you talking about water seltzer oh uh, yeah all of zima, that plus, plus know, also what... wine probably too much wine <laughs> zima <laughs>
1: throw a jolly ranchers in the zima like we used yeah. to do when i was in high school
0: did you really throw jolly ranchers in Zima? i had a friend who
1: was into that but they that it didn't really gross. work we tried it once yeah it wasn't great zima's not i mean zima's whatever yeah. uh but yeah you put it in you're like cool it'll dissolve it'll taste like purple whatever flavor that <laughs> stuff actually is and it does like it doesn't dissolve you know it's just like there's just plink plink at the bottom of the thing and you're like okay whatever but you know you're drinking Zima anyway. It's not like you're Mr. Discerning. Like yeah, we got Zima. Yeah, that's what the guy had when we were getting yeah. our, our beer. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Zima and Malibu. Malibu was a big one when we were kids. Uh, we were really young. So we started. Anyway, we're we're being bad influences to the listeners here.
0: <laughs> we are. I know. We're talking about like bad. This things was to obviously
1: do. when I was over twenty-one. Yeah, Honestly. of course,
0: of course. Obviously. Yeah, you I didn't. You were about... not drinking irresponsibly. So. No. Yeah. No. No,
1: this is younger yeah. me when I was, you know, tw- I was 25, probably. Yeah. I forget you a 25-year-old dropping Jolly <laughs> Ranchers at a Zena.
0: That's right. Ah. Ugh. Sounds, anyway. you know, I, have to, I have to tell you, yeah, not much going on. I mean, you know, the garden's, of course, put to bed, and there's not yep. much to do. And yep. Gosh, I mean, it was just kind of a it's been like boring weekend. It was fine. But. No, and I, that's
1: the same thing for me. It's like it wasn't a bad weekend. We just yeah. didn't do anything. Oh, I got my knees all messed up. Like I got some tendonitis, whatever. It's not bad. So I did some PT, which is always nice. – uh, you know, That's always fun. You know? Right, it's good time. So I'm doing yeah. that, like all these stretches. You know? You're know, you all spread eagle in the middle of the living room. The dog's coming up. Hey, what's going <laughs> on? You need help? Gives you that little snoot punch in the tender bits. Uh, not crate. I'm going to lock them outside for that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of it around here. What do you, what do you got going on? There's nothing going on. Go out, drive around a little bit, um, figure out where to buy groceries, check it up on the mm-hmm. news and stuff. But ultimately, yeah, it's, it's quiet. It's quiet out here. Uh, played actually a play, play powerhouse session of, um, of, uh, video games this weekend. Because nice. there wasn't anything else going on. So nice. I must What play? uh, play? uh, Player Unknown's Battleground. Huh?
0: Which nice. you probably don't know. Kelsey described yeah. it as
1: like King of the Hill with an electric fence. yeah right it's not bad um so the premise is um 100 people drop into on a big map call it eight by eight kilometers yeah you run around you pick up guns and stuff the last person or the last team surviving wins the game and as the game progresses the map shrinks in size because there's like this blue wall that comes in and if you stand outside of that blue wall you just take damage and Every couple of minutes, that damage ramps up, and it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller until you're within like this fifty fifty meter little circle or a twenty meter little circle, and then like and then it's on, you know. So you just kind of bump into people and do all this. And I was I was taking track of. <laughs> I got an idea after this. I want to run something by you after this is done. But I was keeping track of gamer tags. I thought this would be hilarious to do for years i 'm um, gonna see if I can find my list and then see if there 's even one that 's appropriate that 's funny because there's some pretty-
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah let 's keep it clean let 's keep it clean trying
1: to yeah armed grandpa
0: <laughs> that 's me that is me
2: yeah
1: um we 've got this one i can 't read that one um I was killed by the senior janitor one game one guy called drunken bagpiper just pretty we had we had gerbil gerbil meat yo <laughs> And um to barn?
0: So do you do you play with people you know or are you just oh, yeah. going into yeah, yeah, a yeah. okay, okay.
1: No, so I play no. with my brother and I play with other people that I are from Minnesota where I came from. Now I have a quick
0: question for you. Now, does Kelsey join in on these games oh, or is God, it just you? No. She's okay. never had <laughs> this
1: is a good one. Uh, rumpled Bumskin. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that is a good one. That's funny. Yeah, that's a good one. There's uh we had skeleton tramp. And we had uh, Glutenberg. And some, some of these are really bad. <laughs> I can't say a lot of these, but uh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's just a lot more that I can't read. No I, worries. No worries. Funny. Uh, funny. A lot of them are, are focused on, uh, let's call it male concerns.
0: Extremities,
1: yes. Yeah. Yeah. Your, 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 your fifth appendage. Yes. So they're (laughs) really focused on that. I bet 20, 30% of these are just (laughs) based on that. You know, so anyway, really... that's what I did. That's uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's just like when I die and my my teammates were my friends were still going, I would just look through the names in the game and I would I was taking them down because I thought it was very funny. Anyway, this is an ostensibly a long month podcast. What you got, big
0: guy? Well, I am first of all regretting my choice about my coffee. It's pretty dreadful, so you know it's uh, really gross. But what I have for the some of the buzz around town is that the Left Hand Brewing Beer Garden is progressing. Cool. So I did read some uh, information about that. So we, we expected that as, as much. So if anybody yeah. doesn't know, hasn't caught the podcast before, we are talking about left-hand brewing and their ta- tasting room, which is on Boston Avenue yep. and right after the St. Rain Greenway, if you're moving East. Um, so yeah, that's where their tasting room is. And then right in that same proximity, they're, they're planning to build a beer garden and um, should be really cool. I mean, you know, it's kind of one of those things where that'd be amazing. Like in June, July, where we're able oh, to yeah. kind of move around, and that would be awesome. To- yeah, I'm, I think this would be cool.
1: I can't drink beer, but if people wanted to go down there and hang out in a space like that, I'd be really into it. Oh,
0: yeah. I think oh, that yeah. would
1: be um, really fun. I've got fond memories of the beer garden life in Germany. It was a really beautiful scene. Um, so, yeah, we had somebody on from uh, from left hand at one point, and they were pretty cagey with the details. So we don't know a lot. They're not sharing a lot. Basically, yeah. they have a spot adjacent to where their building is now that they're, they've got it all dug up. And so yeah. what's actually going to go there? Who knows? Could be fancy. Could be not. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, in other news, the Costco could be built in 2024.
0: Wow. So think- it seems so far away.
1: It does. Doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, which seems weird to me. It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, you've got a yeah. plot of land. You got to get all the stuff at the city. You got to get the planning at the corporate, whatever on board. But ultimately most of these places are, I mean, they're called big box stores and they're basically just built like a big box. And then they, then, then what, you know, um so but yeah. it's going to take a while apparently so that's that's a ways off. Yeah. Um what else we got
0: here? I was going to say the other one too that I thought was interesting is the uh, there is a CBD infused chewing gum company now Canovia. C A N N O V I A in Longmont. So they're doing CBD infused. Are you a CBD infuser? Are you into that whole thing, whole scene?
1: Um you know there's
0: supplements that have it
1: in, you yeah. know, and like I've, I've actually tried one of the, the old soda pops or whatever that had some in it. And this was after like, I went out one day and was doing, I don't remember what beat my body up doing some sort of yard work or something. I just yeah. blown out. So. It was that lucky's and lucky's just still open. I was like, Oh, one of these. And I, you know, f- for my money, didn't really notice anything. Maybe there's a thing, maybe there's not, I'm not saying you shouldn't, I don't have any conclusive research one way or the other, but yeah. Uh, eh?
0: I don't know. I mean, it, gosh, I'll tell you, whatever has CBD in it is generally pretty expensive. Yeah. Yeah. That's I all mean, I know. Gosh, about that. that's about what I know. So, so yeah. I got,
1: I got a, one more thing. And yeah, this no, is, this go is a for segue. it. It's a segue. This is a really smooth segue. I found this Longmont museum curator publishes book celebrating 150 years of Longmont city history.
0: I know it was pretty cool. And Eric actually had a Eric Mason we're referring to actually had a kind of a, I think it was a live FaceTime or some sort of live event back a couple okay. months ago to kind of promote the book and also talk about Longmont. Um, I think Eric is there, so we'll see if he's ready to go. Eric, are you willing this, and able
1: my, to join us? I see a little mute, mute icon.
2: Yeah,
0: that's right. Yes. Welcome in, Eric. Hey, Eric. How
2: are you all? Good.
0: How are you doing? So can you refresh our listeners what your correct title is? It's Eric Mason from the uh, Longmont Museum.
2: I'm the curator of history at the museum.
0: Well, fantastic! We thought we'd have Eric in because he's going to tell us regales and tales of Longmont long ago, or maybe even current. Who knows? But about Thanksgiving celebrations or anything we should have our listeners be aware of that used to maybe happen, like back in old days, as far as Thanksgiving or holidays. And uh, hopefully, uh-huh. you have you have collected uh, a quiz for us. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> maybe you collected some some information. Would you be willing to share?
2: Sure, sure. Um, so the first Thanksgiving to occur in Longmont was in 1871. Um, it's recorded by Seth Terry, for whom Terry Street was named, and uh, he apparently had about a dozen people over for dinner. We, he doesn't record in his diary what the menu was, but oh darn. turkey was was getting to be pretty standard. So yeah. wouldn't be surprised if they had had turkey at that point. Um,
0: yeah. And so I understand, I'm trying to remember Thanksgiving history though. Wasn't it because somebody wrote Abraham Lincoln and I don't mean to put you on the spot, but I thought it was a, a woman who wrote Abraham Lincoln or something like that and said, we should have a day of thanks and blah, blah, and didn't necessarily become a official holiday until maybe Roosevelt. I don't know, but maybe I'm making that. Yeah.
2: Out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, a lot of places had had a Thanksgiving celebration sometime in the fall and, um, I don't remember. It was during the Civil War. There was a woman who wrote Lincoln and said, "You know, we really need to make this a national holiday." And so, uh, they designated at that time the last Thursday of November as the official, you know, national day of Thanksgiving. Um, so it was still fairly new to be settled on that, that day. Yeah, in 1871, when uh, when Longmont was founded now it it moved a little bit yeah when when Roosevelt was president, they decided they needed another a few more days of shopping, so they moved it to the <laughs> Thursday of, of November um so some years it doesn't matter but but if there's a fifth Thursday, then uh that's not thanksgiving that's that's the middle of Christmas shopping
0: season, now. yeah, and so we didn't know we don't know what was on the menu with Seth Jerry but you know, again, that name is synonymous with the founding of Longmont, really, and as you regaled us in, in tales of prior podcasts, I believe Seth was, he owned a lumber yard or something like that in Chicago, too? Yeah.
2: Yes, that's yeah. correct, yeah. He uh, had owned a lumber yard and got involved in the Chicago-Colorado colony the organization that founded Longmont, came out, and he seems to be the one that basically chose the site of Longmont um, based on... Touring up and down the Front Range, and um, actually writes in a letter back to his wife that he marked the corners of the original town with animal horns in, in the spring of 1871. Uh, so he was really the one deciding exactly where where we uh, are going to be as a community.
0: And yet we have no streets named Antelope or or uh, Elkhorn <laughs> or something. Yeah.
2: So. True. True.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's a street called Elkhorn. No, we? we have one called Buckthorn. Yeah, but Buckthorn's a plant. Uh, yeah. yeah, sorry, buddy. So I know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's Eric, unanimous. is there anything like within the annals of Longmont's history that that was maybe unique later on in in our times, or or maybe maybe we did things differently with with holiday celebrations um, um, moving you know, forward?
2: And, yeah, kind of extraordinary. Celebration that I ran across in the archives uh, happened at the home of J.O.V. Wise, the Wise family were quite a prolific family. They actually had a uh, Thanksgiving celebration uh, in their home in which they had 66 guests. Looks like they cleared out the entire house, filled it just with tables. And there's this picture of 66 people sitting at tables crammed into every corner. Uh, what at that time was not that big a house you know today it would be sort of a medium-sized house. Yeah, and what year again was that? Did you say? Uh, that was in the 1920s. Oh wow, okay.
0: And so were they uh, any information on whether they were like just prominent people in Longmont, or were they just they just grabbed anybody off the street and said, "Hey, you're getting a free meal. let's go."
2: Uh, no, it sounds like they were probably all somehow relatives, which you know was holy cow. Yeah, Longmont were relatives, but uh, yeah, it was
0: yeah
2: quite the celebration.
0: Yeah, and you know, likewise, I want to say that it seems like you know the ice Brady and I haven't mentioned the ice skating rink is open again, but but there were I imagine that Roosevelt at the time. I think you had mentioned this before too. There was ice skating at Roosevelt or. Something of that sort, like Roosevelt yeah. Park. So I imagine that maybe in the holidays they were doing something very similar. We're just doing it in a modern-day pavilion now.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Back back in the uh, um, 1930s and before, there was a large um, grandstand on the south side of of Roosevelt Park, more or less where the parking lot is now, and. It was tall enough that it shaded quite a bit of the park. And in those days, winters were cold enough that you could flood the field and it would freeze and you'd have a decent skating rink without having to do artificial refrigeration and all the things we have to, to do now. Um, so that was a popular pastime throughout uh, cold winters in, in Longmont would be to, to skate on the rink that was, was formed by the shape of
0: the- So do they literally like, you know, flood it with water?
2: I mean, yeah, they, oh, yeah okay just, wow I mean, was, uh, well, what else would they use
0: there eric well <laughs> <All right. laughs> no i just i just thought maybe they waited for it to freeze but they're literally like pouring water into it this waited. is a very like
1: i have friends who played hockey growing up and in minnesota it was obviously cold enough for long stretches of time they would just flood the backyard just run the hose just run a hose you flood the backyard then you practice skating and shooting and stuff it's like
0: yeah, well, I'm not used to that sort of stuff around here, so you know, I can't do can that. Well, we can't do it anymore, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, Eric, you go. you've got this. You've got this new book. So, tell us about the book too, as well.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, it's called Longmont: The First 150 Years. Uh, just came out a week ago, and it's now available at the museum. So, it really it's a combination of looking at Longmont's history. Over 150 years, and then illustrating it with about 300 photographs from the museum's collection and other sources. So, a uh, great look into the history of our community, uh, both from kind of the interpretive perspective of uh, you know creating that that arc of history, but then also being able to look at some of the great photographs, um, uh, some that people have seen, like you know Teddy Roosevelt visiting Longmont, and there's a picture of him standing at the back of a train car, speaking to everyone, um, and then others that probably are are new to a lot of folks. Uh, We've been able to highlight photos that that we hadn't uh, uh, been able to feature before, just as we've continued to acquire So to
0: put you on the spot, is there one that in particular you were like, or maybe a couple that you were like, oh, that's an interesting photo that a lot of people probably haven't seen, or is there one that you can think of or two that you can think of?
2: Um, so one of, one of my favorite uh, photos in the book is um, one that illustrates a very curious story in Longmont history, which was uh, a woman was uh, suing for alimony. Uh, her name was Genevieve Johnson. Her husband basically had, had uh, cut her off, wasn't, wasn't giving her money anymore. And so she decided to have a sit-down strike in front of her ex-husband's house. Um, And we had found information about this from, she had a button, Uh, the company out of St. Louis actually made buttons in support of her. Thousands of people were coming up to see her. And um, we actually have a photograph that just recently came into the museum of her with the uh, Longmont Elks cowboy band serenading her, (laughs) her in a uh, rocking chair and they're all decked out in cowboy outfits and and musical instruments and all kinds of things so that's that's one that I I really find just kind of a a curious uh photo in Longmont so do we know
0: if she got the alimony at all or
2: you know the the sad thing is the story fades out she ends up when they get to 17,000 people a day coming through Longmont to you know wave at her they say, okay, this is this is too much. Longmont's total population at that time was like ten thousand, so this is crazy. And so they actually arrest her for causing a public nuisance, and then arrest her uh, husband for uh, failure to support. And there's various suits and countersuits, but the newspaper never reports what actually ended up happening.
0: Wow, fascinating. So, well, kind of a civil disobedience uh, example long mm-hmm. ago. So yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, the one thing that I think Brady as a newbie, probably doesn't. Um, there's one photo that I always think is so fascinating to me. It's the, I think there's a flagpole in the middle of main street or there was yeah. something there. Can you tell us a little bit mm-hmm. more about that and why that I'm, um, I don't know if it, if it was destroyed or what happened to that. I'm curious well, to well, know. It, yeah.
2: It actually still survived. So yeah, in 1918, they put a flagpole right in the middle of the intersection of 4th and Maine, um, and it was designated as a World War I memorial. Mm-hmm. Uh, it stayed there until the 1930s when like, traffic speeds were getting to the point where they figured it was only a matter of time before you know, something tragic happened. And so they moved it over in front of the old City Hall building on 4th Avenue, and it stayed there until the mid-1990s. And um, then it actually moved to Roosevelt Park. Which is oh, a- I, didn't,
0: I didn't realize it was the same one.
2: Okay. It is the same one. Yeah. It's been. Oh, like, my gosh. And so forth. And now it's kind of incorporated in a larger uh, memorial to veterans of all wars. But, yeah. And um, that is the, the same flagpole, still has the names of the uh, men from Longmont who were killed in World War I um, uh, on it.
0: Well, thanks for going down that uh, little bit of history with us. Um, anything about holidays that you want to add before we let you go for the day? And then, please, we got to ask you to plug your book and and maybe the website where you can get it. So,
2: absolutely, yeah. yeah. I think one other interesting aspect of of Longmont uh, and around Christmas is uh, one of the most uh, famous events in Longmont history happened on Christmas Day, 1908, when. Uh, Longmont High School football team beat a team from Chicago to win the uh, mythical National High School Football Championship. The uh, game was played in Denver, and uh, according to the, um, the newspapers at the time, the the field actually maybe they had been using it for ice skating rather than uh, um, football because it was basically a skating rink the entire. <laughs> uh, Longmont was apparently better prepared for that than the Chicago team was, and they. They managed to win the game and thus claim their their only national championship as a high school team.
1: I should say if if the uh, the opposing team shows up in, you know, whatever was the athletic shoot at the time, and then Longmont's wearing crampons, where you could just, like, bite yeah. in, probably have a significant advantage. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Definitely.
1: Well, you know, none of Get them out. will work. None of them Get will out, work out of the way. You know. I'm going to go score. Get out of the way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, All right, Eric, and finally, where can everybody get your book again? We know we can get okay. it at the museum, but the museum, it's, you know, because we're red right now, it could be a little trepidation. Right, so,
2: so the so, museum, yeah. you can pick it up by curbside. You can order it online, at longmontmuseum.org, our website, um, or call the museum at 303-651-8374 and, and uh, pay for it over the phone. You can also pick it up at two local bookstores uh the used book emporium and Barbwire wire books both are carrying it and um hopefully once we have uh uh you know are able to drop back down into some some lower levels be able to have a, a book signing some other promotional uh, events but uh, you can pick it up uh, at a couple of different places and definitely order it online from the museum
0: well fantastic eric and we wish you well on the book and We're so proud to have you in Longmont as our resident historian. So thank you so much. And thanks for joining us and enlightening us about some of the tales of Longmont during the holidays. So appreciate it.
2: All right. Well, I appreciate the invitation. All right. Have a great
0: afternoon. Thanks, Eric. All right. Well, I wanted it to be like some sort of uh, mythical ghost story or something like amazing. You know, like some creepy ghost story or some guy gets shot. You know, you you kind of presented that during Halloween, so you know. You,
2: well, you Halloween's yeah. like a spooky thing. I mean
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just going. Oh yeah, let's uh, time time to give thanks. Time for the old yeah, but you to know something up. tragic, Blanc, Blanc.
0: some intrigue or something. You know, like yeah. But, I mean, I did uh, like. I mean, did like the sit-in story that's pretty cool about that was a woman yeah yeah
1: i mean that's drama it's pretty is there's honestly seventeen thousand people traveling past every day that's 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 crazy like saul
0: Saul alinsky before saul alinsky you don't know who that reference is but you know look up saul alinsky if you want to look up civil disobedience so all right um yeah it's i don't know crazy that's for sure so yeah it's
1: weird i mean longmont for it's building up now is a pretty sleepy place for a pretty long time.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah.
1: so like anything that happened at all, like the, the, the mystery of who shot, who shot Jr. or whatever we're talking about a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hey, um, we Brady and I wanted to make sure that people are thinking about those who are not as fortunate. And uh, we um, obviously both of us work adjacent or two or four nonprofit organizations. And so yep. we just want to encourage people to, Give generously during these holiday times. Um, we've had so many things going on, um, as everybody knows, and they're probably saying, no duh, Eric, but 2020 has been a really difficult year for so many people. Uh, yeah, more unusually
1: barnstormer, than most. Barnstormer for bad news. We can we can say that without causing any controversy, I would think. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So Cara Gives Day comes up in early December, but if you're are so inclined to give money to something, you, know, you might want to look at... Cara Gives Day's website and get a sense for what's out there. We'd also recommend the homeless outreach providing encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, St. Benedict Health and Healing Ministries. Yep, uh, and they just
1: actually they actually just bought an RV that is going to be a mobile care unit that's going to be able to go out into. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, that I think it's a very exciting program. So I'm, yeah, because
0: um, they actually treat people who are indigent who who need help with like diabetes treatments, more of a triage. They're not, you know, like doing exotic, you know, like intensive medical care, but it's more of for people who are homeless and others. Basic Um, medical um, clinics, over the
1: counter supplies, that type of stuff. Um, Diagnoses, you know, I mean, if you're, if you're living rough, if you don't have access to quality care, you can wind up with a lot of stuff that uh, the, the rest of us in this first world would never think that we would have tooth issues that persist i mean you were part of dental aid i think right and yep. um yep. rashes that come up diabetes that cannot be managed healthy food sources that cannot be found a lot of things that that make it really difficult to just be mm-hmm. and stay healthy mm-hmm. and so they, they do a lot of that type of servicing yeah. uh, our center like you said hope like you said a lot of these other places are out there doing very good work um and i know Another organization that I work with frequently is Recovery Cafe Longmont. I also think that they do great work. Uh, They take care of people as much as they can. Um, Everybody's working really hard to stay funded, to keep the doors open, to keep people healthy, safe, clean, sober. I mean – Drinking has been on the rise, drug use has been on the rise. And I
0: actually don't want to dismiss or not, I don't want to be remiss in not mentioning some of the other groups that just have not um, had their galas, their fundraisers, and those do really important critical work too, animal organizations, humane Mm -hmm. society the arts organizations such as the firehouse and longmont theater company and you know the Longmont Museum of course now being closed. I mean it just makes it more difficult for them too as well. And then of course the climate organizations, you know, the environmental groups too as well. It's it's just been a really, really interesting and difficult and challenging year. So Yeah,
1: it's been yeah. it's been tough. Um, if you're if you're feeling generous, if you've got the means uh, find nonprofits, find local restaurants. Cause yes. these next, like if Congress doesn't do something, these next six months are going to be very difficult for everybody. Um, and try to do what you can to help them out. Um, well, it's a great community. Uh, we've come together for so many things. I'd love to see more of that.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. That's why we love doing this podcast. We love people. Yeah. We love our community. We love the fact that they are so friendly and nice. And, um, uh, Brady, you're friendly and nice, so it's nice to. What? It's nice to be nice to the nice, so. Yeah. Don't, don't let that get out. I That's right. That gonna... That's right. You got anything exciting for Thanksgiving, you and Kelsey? I probably cook a ham. Oh, that sounds good. Cool. You do it with you even You need to cook ham; you just warm it up. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you as always, Brady. Appreciate it very much, and um, have a great Thanksgiving. Thank you too, Eric.